Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DFV. I'm Anthony. I am Brad. That is that guy, Brad. And today we are doing a little bit of a uh, anime fairy tale matchup a little bit here. Yeah. We are, we're doing Bell from 2021 uh, versus Bubble uh, on Netflix from 2022. Dude, I got to say, man... Um, Ever since that five centimeters per second episode, you've been stepping up your anime suggestions. Uh, so <laughs> you've been stepping up. I, I, I'm sorry I gave you that one movie you didn't like, man, but I'm glad that I'm, they're all hit since then. Cause... I forgot about it by now. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. But uh, yeah, with uh, today's mashup, these are. Uh, Bell was basically a huge movie when it came out uh, in theaters and everything in Japan, and then when it finally made its way to America, it actually broke some of the records for animated movies in America as well for the short time frame that was in theaters, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially... I mean, I don't want to say that it was easy for it to do because of the pandemic and everything, but it, it still did break some records for movies in theaters in the recent years and everything. So we had that. Then with Bubble, it's the new movie from Studio Wit, which everybody kind of has been following Studio Wit since they did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan. So there was already a lot of eyes on this one. And Netflix jumped on this one and grabbed it and pulled it into their lineup. And it actually just came out two weeks ago, I think. It was very recent. I don't remember the exact yeah. date, but it is a recent movie. It, it's within the last two or three weeks. I know that much. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but it, it's a very new movie. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, so... Should we do chronological? I think it fits this episode. Um, you know what? I, I really do want to talk about Bell first, so let's do chronological. Okay, all right. So we got Bell first on deck. All right. So Bell, um, this is an anime retelling of the classic Beauty and the Beast uh, story. So this revolves around a young girl. Her name is uh, Suzu. There's like this new app on everyone's phone uh, called the U which is basically the metaverse that we have today um, where you can go in there, be whatever you want to be, be anything other. You can, you can be anything other than yourself in reality. Now, Suzu is dealing with the loss of her mother. Uh, She's been dealing with this for many years. She has a very disconnected relationship with her father. They're both a little distant from each other. Uh, So she digs into this U app and uh, she creates um, an avatar with the name Belle. And she sings and everyone loves Belle in this universe. They think she's a terrific singer. She becomes like a major star. Um, She soars on whales singing to everybody. Yeah. She, Uh, she basically goes all out as this uh, icon of, you know, J-pop more or less in this virtual world called you where everybody is anonymous. So everybody's kind of going, who is this person with the perfect voice? Because that's one thing that is transferred along is your real voice and everything are transferred to this app. So you take on this avatar with your own voice, but looking completely different. 
And the major thing is your character in this app is pre-built for you. You don't select it. And its features change based on your own physical appearance and everything. So any markings you have on your face would show up in the uh, virtual avatar. Same for like your, you know, any physical traits you have basically are transferred in some way, shape or form. So, so we have that. And um, during one of her performances one day, there comes this um, unbeatable user called the Dragon or the Beast who uh, takes down all the so-called guards of the U. And uh, everyone looks at him as kind of like an enemy, like, uh, oh, he's a he's a menace. You know, we need to take him down. We need to find out who he is. So she gets intrigued and, and kind of is wondering, like, dude, why is this guy so violent? Why is he so mean? What's wrong with him? Uh, if you know the story of Beauty the Beast, you know where this is going in the realm of the universe because there's two different stories going on here. There's a story of Suzu and then there's a story of Belle. So, um, you know, so you have two of these worlds colliding about Belle trying to figure out who this beast is, you know, what's his identity. You have the the story of Suzu, you know, trying to come to terms with, you know, living life again and not being so stuck in this world of the you and, um, pretty much trying to figure out how could she come back to what she once was when her mom was still here. Uh, so you have two of those narratives colliding and dude, let me just say, man, this is a beautiful film, dude, both in theme and in visuals. Like this is a beautiful movie, man. So the first time I got to see this movie, I actually did see this in IMAX cause it was one of those IMAX. movies that a lot of people were talking about and everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'll go check it out. And there ended up being like an IMAX showing, like one of those. It wasn't one of the fan events that excludes everything A-list. It was just one of those one-time kind of showings in IMAX near me that I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll check this one out. Um, it was me and one other dude in the whole theater. It was, <laughs> you mm. know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised when... Because there's a big anime community around uh, Metro Detroit and stuff. So that kind of surprised me. I'm guessing they must have had earlier showings that I just missed out on. And this was like the last one that I happened to catch by chance. But so this is you and this one other guy in this huge IMAX theater. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it, but on IMAX, this movie is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I actually walked in a couple minutes late to it. And so I walked in when she was like on the whale singing, like that's where I walked in, which I, during this rewatch, I realized I didn't miss anything. i basically missed an exclamation or an explanation of the U-verse and you how they get the their whole, avatars. You missed the whole zooming into the world, which I think is one of the best transition shots I've seen in animation. I, I did miss that. I, I jumped in when it was, uh, she was on the whale singing and everything, but. Even that, right. this movie is absolutely gorgeous. The animation is. is top notch. Uh, it's I love how the animation style has these distinct little changes between going through the U verse and the real world, so that you never get confused about them. I love the theme. Like I, I love how the visuals are gorgeous um, and beautiful, but I also love how the themes are beautiful. How you deal with um, you know loss grieving identity because you know in gen z's um addiction to technology you know what i mean and not interacting with the real world um you know i i love how it tackles all of that and uh you know of course uh 
uh, child abuse. You know, it, mm-hmm. it gets really heart wrenching towards the end, too. Um, and I love how it, it brings it all home. I was going to say, uh, you know, I thought uh, the music in here was very nice. I'm not really a K-pop, J-pop fan, but the music in here was very good, man. It, it is catchy. I am extremely happy that it was in a language that I don't understand because it means that I can't get stuck in my head. Because yeah. if I could understand these songs, I guarantee they would be stuck in my head. It doesn't matter that I don't understand the language. I was still humming a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I, I hum the tune of them and everything like that. But uh, the, the songs do, they're earworms for sure. And mm-hmm. I agree. It, J-pop and K-pop and stuff, it's its not my thing. But these ones I could get behind. Um, but I'm just so mm-hmm. glad that I don't speak. I, I can't sing along with it because otherwise that, that would be dangerous. <laughs> Listen, man, I love uh, I love how this film tackles um, young awkwardness, but it does it in the best way. Like, I love that scene where, um, you know, um, who was the popular girl? Ruka. Yeah, Ruka. Oh, yeah. Uh, she uh, she was talking with um, Suzu and um, the guy that's like, uh, what was his sport? Uh, he, that was dodgeball or not dot um, surfboarding. Or was it skateboarding? Oh, you're talking about the kid that was kayaking. Yeah, kayaking. Okay, I thought you were talking about the one that was doing, like, volleyball, I think it was, at the beginning. Yeah. uh, Like, the perfect athlete. No, 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 that's her friend. I'm talking about the other guy. Okay, Um, yeah, the one that's, like, really into kayaking. He started, like, the kayaking club and everything like that. (laughs) Right. So, I like how uh, he walks in on her and Ruka, and Ruka is like, uh, hey, man, I'm rooting for you. He goes... Does, does that mean you got a crush on me? Yeah. And I like how they, they both kind of go awkward and, you know, he he kind of like loses his crap and kind of like kind of backs away. And, and Suzu, by this point, she's kind of like, you know, coming more into her own and goes, no, no, no. You come back here and you talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she is a fan of you. She does like you. Talk to her. So they start connecting. He's, she's like, what kind of music you like? Oh, I like I like I like a lot of music. She says, yeah, I like this music by this girl named Belle and you. And then she gets really poofy and awkward and, you know, yeah. her face starts puffing. I said, that was just a cute moment, dog. Yeah, th- this yeah. movie does good with kind of like the cute little things and the kind of, it- it's high school life. You have the characters right. that are very realistic in kind of their flanderized ways. You know, we have the over-eccentric kid. We have the super popular kid, but they do realistic with them. You know, her entire personality isn't, ooh, I'm the popular kid. It's just she happens to be very popular at the school. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I liked her. Um, I liked her friend Hero who helped her come up with, who basically was like her manager and producer throughout this whole thing in the U. Uh, her friend. Oh, uh, Shinobu. Oh, uh, no, Shinobu. What? Yeah, Ruku. Ruka. Ruka was popular. Shinjari was. No, Hero was her friend, right? Hero Shan. Oh, that was, that's what yeah. she called her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruka, yeah. I believe, was the popular girl that, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, we, Ruka was a popular some... kid. And then Shinobu was the kid that she grew up with. That he was the one that always like tried to protect her and everything like that. Yeah, listen, uh, folks, if we messed some names up, uh, you know, forgive us, you know. But yeah, uh, we're doing our best here. I, I promise you that. You know, I love the movie. I love everything. I, 
but yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I like how it all came together for uh for the dragon or the beast. Like when when she when she meets up with him and he's like, you know, go away. I you you don't belong here. And she she refuses to leave. Um, I like how at one point he's crouching down. There's like three scars on his back, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Like what just happened?" He goes, "Like don't worry about it. Just leave." Oh, and um, the scars are appearing like right. as something's happening to him. Yeah. And I love how, you know, how your heart just drains and you find out in the end it was literally his dad beating on him. Yeah, they were you know, true beating. scars that were appearing on his version in you because up to that point, a lot of people were using the scars as a way to try and identify who it was. And it was coming down right. to. Uh, it was a baseball player. Uh, it was a it was a tattoo was a t- artist. Right. Or somebody yeah. with a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they thought it was them. Um, this is an interesting movie, man. I like how it like comments on kind of like the the YouTube-ness of it all with people doing commentaries on like, who is Beast? Mm-hmm. Here are like three options we have. Like, yeah, I knew he was Beast. I used to date him. And uh, he used to talk about stuff like that. He goes like, you're lying on me. I was never like that. Um yeah, it, it uh, definitely pushes like the whole like even if you're anonymous, if you get big enough, people are going to try and find out who you are, and you're going to lose that anonymity. You know, no right. matter what, how much you put behind trying to stay anonymous, somebody's always going to be able to find you. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, man, I love this movie, man. I love how uh, they connect in the end. Um, I like how she kind of. Co- confronts uh their dad because he's dealing with the wife that he lost and you know he's taking it out on his sons i like how when you know she gets up and he goes like uh you better walk away he got his fist ball but he can't bring himself to hit her mm-hmm. so he kind of just breaks down crying and walks away like i thought that was powerful man like, See, I, I, that's one thing that i gotta kind of disagree on you with um it that scene just came off as very contrived to me where he's like, I'm going to beat you. And then she's like, no. And he's like, I didn't expect that. I'm going to cry now. Like this movie's biggest fault to me is the adults don't act in a rational manner. Well, I I would disagree. I feel like her father letting her go with um, the sisterhood of women that looked after her. I like them. I, oh, I, I yeah. So I will say this. Her father kind of, you know, he was the most realistic and, you know, he lost his wife. He still has a daughter. He cares for her, but he doesn't know how to connect with her, right. especially he doesn't when she do. doesn't want to really connect with him. That was realistic. He was a realistic character. Um, the group of women that took her in and everything. I love them. They're they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the way that they just kind of go, no, you got to do this on your own. We're going to put you on a train by yourself to like go to this other side of the country and face this person that you still have no information about. It was like, yeah, that that wouldn't that wouldn't fly in any reality outside of a movie. There's that's terrible adulting right there to be like, no, no, little girl, just just go on this train by yourself. You'll be fine. No, no. Get on. Get on. Here's your ticket. No, no. Trust right. me. You're, you're going to be fine. No, you're going to meet this stranger that you saw on the internet no no get on the train i'm telling you it's gonna be fine you know right right i got you i got you um right i understand that i i completely understand that and uh 
don't know, man. I, I excuse that because it's an anime film. Like, I feel like the father not hitting her, it kind of would feel like he was hitting his wife that he misses dearly. I kind of, I maybe that's just my cinematic, maybe that's just my writer brain. Like thinking. your interpretation of it? My interpretation of why he didn't hit her. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so that's how I looked at that. But, uh, yeah, I thought that ending was powerful, man. And him saying, like, you know, I love you and them kissing. And I like how I love the relationship with the one kid. That, oh, um, his little brother? Well, yeah, I like the little brother, too. I like how they are in the world. Like, he's like a little, like, bird or something. Yeah. But you didn't notice him as that at first. Um, uh, who is Justin? Uh, Justin was the guy that ran the that ran the whole... Uh, he had a vigilante group that was trying to hunt beasts. But who was the guy, who was the young boy that was in the sports that everybody had a crush on, but he was kind of like a dick. Um, but he protected uh, her. That was Shinobu. Shinobu. That, that's the guy that I thought you were talking about before. And then oh, no, got no, confused. No. Yeah, that's yeah, Shinobu. Shinobu. He's okay, the one so that's like, really good at sports and everything. Right. At first, I didn't like Shinobu because I'm like, Dude, what is this guy's deal? Like, why is he so like hardened? But we only see him that way when he's around Suzu. And then in the end, it makes sense because we understand their relationship. You know, when she was going to go chase after her mom, after she went to go save the little girl, he was the one that stopped her. We saw mm-hmm. a hand stop her. We didn't know who it was, but it was him. Um, so he's always kind of been her protector. So I like how in the end, when she kind of like comes back to herself and like chooses to live life again, I like how he kind of stretches and goes, all right, well, I guess you don't need me watching over you anymore. Yeah, it seems like it seems like you're back. To you don't need now. a protector anymore. Right. I was like, OK, now I know why this guy is so hardened in the way he is, the way he is. That's why he's like that, because he, he looks at her like a little sister. Yeah, that was a great reveal because he does come off as like, I don't want to say stalkerish, but it, a little bit like too, uh, too controlling of her. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense at all because she—they're not related. He's just like presented as a childhood friend, but then you see that scene and everything like that, and you kind of see, you know, from his point of view, he gets a little bit more character and is told like, yeah, he—he he protects her. He wants to make sure that she lives because he cares for her, but not in like a loving. It's you know, it's a family bond kind of situation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. Yeah, I love that reveal. I thought overall, man, this is just a very lovely movie. I I I, I um I love the relationship between her and her dad. I like how they reconnect in the end. And I love how it just it just ends on a perfect note to me where they're like, uh, hey Belle, sing something. Like everybody's oh, like, yeah, and then they're sing singing something. together and she's finally singing in front of people. Right, right. I thought that was lovely, man. Uh what what are, what are key moments that you want to pick out about this movie? So the key moments, first off, the visuals of like when she's doing the concert and everything like that in the U-verse mm-hmm. is beautiful. That panorama, you know, uh, pan, panoramic shot of going around the stadium and stuff like that is beautiful. Right. Uh, the kind of way that uh, her one friend, uh, I'm trying to remember, Hiroka, who is like this elite kind of computer hacker is going through and like basically spamming everybody with her music in order to make her blow up. I found it hilarious. (laughs) Um, There's 
you know, the scenes where she's with that group of old ladies and they're like, no, you should be with somebody your own age. And, you know, here's this. And they're just chit chatting and stuff. Casual conversation. I love it. Uh, I will say the one thing about this movie that I think holds it back the most uh, is the fact that it is an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. I it almost feels like those parts held back the story because they had the hit story beats with, you know, here's the castle, here's the beast that's like forbidden, here's the people that are after him and everything. I'd agree with you if it didn't work. It, I understand it, what you mean by it being a little bit of a distraction, but it yeah, works. It does work, but at the same time, I almost feel like it's holding it back in a way. Because I would love to see where they could have gone with this if they weren't like, okay, we had to hit this note. We had to hit this note. It's kind of like when we had the live action uh, Lion King movie and it was like, no, no, we have to have them sing this song. And it's like, but that doesn't make sense with what you're doing with the live action movie. But we had to have this scene. No, that doesn't make sense with what you're doing with the live action movie where it's supposed to be like more of a realistic Africa and following like real lions and stuff. Yeah, right, them hopping right. around on giraffes. That doesn't that doesn't work here. What are you I get that you want to hit the story beats, but with what you are presenting around it, it doesn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't find I didn't think it was much of a deterrent. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um yeah, I get this one a four point five. Um, I agree. Four point five on this one. It's yeah. it, it it does well. Like the the only points I have of contention on this one is the adults are stupid and I feel like it was just held back by the fact that it's trying to be a beauty and the beast. But that is literally the layout that they had for the movie, which is what allowed this movie to be what it is. So it's hard. It's one of those points where it's like it's holding it back, but it did make it, you know, help them set up the foundation of this movie. For sure. I, uh, Dude, I almost, I'm almost envious that you saw this in IMAX, man. Like, yeah. I wish I could have saw this in IMAX. This is a good movie. Yeah, I want to say I mentioned it to you when I saw it, too. Uh, but, yeah, this one... Thank it, you, did. Yeah, this one was one that, if it comes out in IMAX again, I'd probably go see it again. Even if it was one of those, like, uh, you know, one-night-only, excluded-from-A-list kind of movies. For sure. I, I understand that. All right, man. Ready to uh, move on? Yes. So moving on to the newly released movie Bubble. Uh, this one is made by Studio Wit, the people behind Attack on Titan, Vivi, Seraph of the End, uh, all kinds of classic uh, anime series. Uh, this is an original movie told in the theme of The Little Mermaid, uh, with it following... Mm-hmm. A dystopian Tokyo, which has been flooded by bubbles that have caused the city to kind of be flooded with water and everything. And within the city limits of Tokyo, gravity works differently, which causes a new group of parkour to be created by kids that have run away from home that are just kind of doing this race through using the fact that gravity kind of does but doesn't exist in this world. 
I like how it uses that as an excuse to just put parkour in the anime. I know. I love, but at the same time, if there was ever a studio that I would give that a pass to, it's Studio Wit because they know how to do those shots of like weaving around people just hopping around like madmen. So mm-hmm. when I heard that Studio Wit was doing a parkour movie, I was like, yeah, I'm in 100%. You already. No, there's a plot with this movie? Oh, no, I just, I was in for the parkour scenes alone. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, so this game, I'm trying to remember what they called it. It Basically, the death game uh, in here. And one of the members, so they have different teams with everything, uh, but one of the members of the team, the Blue Blaze, is Hibiki. Hibiki? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is kind of like a prodigy at everything. He always wears headphones because he has a very sensitive ear and everything, but when he right. takes his headphones off, it allows him to almost like hear the bubbles that are floating around, which gives him a better chance of being able to get to this uh, capture the flag kind of parkour game that they got going on. Yeah. Uh, he always hears the sound of singing coming from the Eiffel, well, this tower. It looks like the Eiffel Tower. Uh, Mm -hmm. in Tokyo that uh, was the center of the explosion that caused everything to be kind of flooded with bubbles where he goes there and runs into the girl, Yuta, uh, who kind of saves his life after he falls into the water. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically the beginning premise of this movie without kind of just going into the entire thing. Right. Um, I got to say, man, when this first started, I'm like, man, I've seen a lot of Evangelion in this. Like, you know, when you look at the landscape of like, you know, kind of like the destroyed city, the the, the ruin, like the, the left behind ruins. I'm like, man, I've seen a lot of Evangelion in, in the landscape. Um, but with the story, of course, you hear a lot of callbacks to Little Mermaid. Yes. You know, Um. Dude, I got to say, overall, uh, we're going to get into detail with this. I feel like I like the visuals of this film. I like the characters of this film. I'm not a big fan of the plot. Uh, uh, a lot didn't make sense to me. The The plot was a little bit strange on this one because you have, you know, mm-hmm. it, the movie does not explain itself at all. I'm going to just say that right there. Uh, if it did, sense. I missed it. <laughs> I just know the bubbles broke. The, the, it, it, whatever, whatever is like uh, normal in reality, the bubbles broke those laws. And that's why everything is a little topsy turvy. Like I was barely kind of understanding why the um, anthropologist was there the whole time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm here to take note of these people and like how they interact. And I give them food rations if they do well in the uh, competitions. I'm like, so the other people don't eat. Yeah, what does it's, that mean? Like, <laughs> I kind of like eat? that. It was kind of just going, yeah, we're uh, we're here to do some science shit, and we'll give these like homeless children some food if they help us find our science shit faster. And I, I love that. <laughs> um, this movie, it, I will say, the environment and the plot of this movie is not its strong suit uh, at all. Its right. strong suit is the animation the mm-hmm. characters and the movement because if there's one thing that studio wit can do 
and I will never, you know, not be enthralled by watching is them doing people flying around doing crazy shit. And this movie is another example that they can do those angles. You have like the fly around cameras as people are jumping around and doing parkour. Uh, you have some interesting elements where there is danger in this world. You know, there right. there can be death. But each team kind of looks out for each other in the same way that, you know, they're they're a family. They're fighting each other for these food rations, but they do have respect for each other. Um, you have the quirky characters, like the person that's always smelling like the soap. Or not the soap. It's a sponge. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. And, you know, it, that is where this movie shines. Uh, the plot itself, subpar... <laughs> Yeah, like at one point, yeah, like at one point, I'm watching the movie and then I hear like, uh, oh, the anthropologist lady has been kidnapped by one of the rival uh, parkour gangs. We need to save her. I'm like, okay, that kind of came out of nowhere. So this movie came off very um, much like Air Gear to me, where it, I don't know if you ever saw that one. So that one was a uh, series based around people having uh, skates that they basically put motors in so they could Mm -hmm. skate faster. And it became a racing kind of uh, anime where they would race through and kind of get to the checkpoint first. And it meant going through the city. So they were going off the sides of buildings. They were going through construction zones, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this movie kind of gave that same feeling but with parkour, uh, especially when the one team came in with the boots and I was just like, oh, yeah, this is this is air gear. This is <laughs> this comes off as the Warriors by way of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit here. This, that, this film kind of comes off like that in some scenes. Like, can you dig it? No, it's more Mad Max by way of the Little Mermaid. I'll put it. I'll put it at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We got we was weird at times. I like, I like, uh, is it Utah or Utah? Uh, Utah. I like Utah as a character. Uh, which is song in Japanese. So her name okay. is literally just song. Yeah, I like her. Uh, I felt like her interactions with the group was pretty good. Uh, I like when she discovers food and she's pretty much just wolfing everything down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has like a very cat like personality when she first comes to the ship. Yeah, for sure. And um, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was gonna say, like, this is kind of a, but this is a bizarre movie. Like, like, I I like um, I like Hibiki, and I like his uh his character development. I like how they go into his past when they go into his ultra sensitivity, like showing him as a kid growing up with that you know like little disability, and how he used it to his advantage as an as an adult, and uh. It's it's a handicap that's an that he that he turns into an advantage. I like how he 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 um that kind of him being other than him being unnormal or him being unique taps his, into why his disability he's so doesn't hold him back in a way. Like he does have a disability in a sense, but he manages to overcome it. It doesn't hold him back, but it also connects him to uh to Uta in her strangeness yes. as well. Um, but dude, outside of that, 
you know, this movie, I feel like it it, it struggles for a story. You know, it, it, it takes a fairy tale and stretches it out more more than it's prepared to. Yeah, it seems that so my assumption based on watching this movie is Studio Wit was going, we want to make a parkour thing. And they just kind of developed it backwards from there by going, let's add some anti-gravity in here so we can make it really cool looking, have it be a race. Let's have it make it kids where they're like going in and they're doing this like capture the flag parkour game for food. And then eventually they got to, but but why is this place like this? And somebody was like, I don't know, explosion of bubbles. And they were like, that's good. That's good. Write that down. Write that down. Should we right. explain it further? No, no. Explosion of bubbles. That's all we need. It starts off interesting. I'm like, oh, wow. Bubbles? How does, where is this going to go from here? It says, yes, uh, this big crash of bubbles came down. Yeah. <laughs> it just destroyed many Buildings. It destroyed everything, and now everything's flooded forever, and no science can explain it. I'm like, well, shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah. when, where we go from here? I do oh, look parkour. Yeah, we'll go with parkour. I do love that the beginning of the movie goes. This is a uh, zone where nobody is allowed to go, and then we, you know cut to these kids doing parkour and there's some scientists running it and it's like yeah yeah we we get supplies that we can give to these kids as we're here doing science and it's like didn't you just say that this zone was like restricted and nobody was allowed in you guys were just like yeah we're doing science here but then these kids showed up and we were like yeah let's let's watch them do some crazy shit (laughs) right yeah a lot of this doesn't make sense but you i feel like if you just go with it you can excuse it. it it's and, a fun uh, time. If you just kind of go with it and don't think about anything, it's a fun time right. with some great characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I, I kind of like this movie. The visuals hit me harder than the plot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the action, the parkour hit me harder than uh, what was going on. I give this, I say this is a solid three. This one's a 3.5 to me. Um, it's hmm. it, It's got great characters. I do love the characters that are in this because uh, you even have like Kai who is kind of this leader that uh, kind of – he doesn't hate Hibiki, but right. he resents him like being on the team and everything because he wants to be the leader, but he sees Hibiki as the strongest ally. And you have the moment where he's like, you go, you know, I'll stay behind, you go, you're the one that can finish this uh, for the races and everything. And I like that. Um, there, His kind of playfulness with uh, the one scientist is great. Uh, I love how you have, you know, the clan that has like the masks on, they have like... They've been live streaming this to everybody, so they have sponsors and stuff in this death game that nobody else has. Right. It's a wacky, fun movie, as long as you don't pay attention to why anything is the way it is. <laughs> right. Like, why does she just disappear in bubbles? But, you know, she came in a bubble, so whatever. Yeah, she Ooh. was a bubble that 
became a girl when she collided with uh, Hibiki's last breath. And it's like, yeah, okay, movie. I'm, I'm still following. What, what's going on here? And then the tower sings back to them. Okay, movie, I'm following. What's still going on here? And now the tower is mad at them for existing. And I was like, okay, movie, you're starting to lose me here. I don't, what, what is this? Well, oh, that's don't when worry. it lost you? <laughs> that's the moment it lost you? <laughs> Uh, you really I, stuck in there, huh? I, I, I do. I, I was so amazed by the animation that you know, every time the plot came up, I was like, "Oh yeah, this movie has a plot. It's not just beautiful, you know, people jumping around like maniacs. There is a reason for this." And then it's like, "The reason is that the bubbles appeared," and I'm like, "Yeah, right on, movie. The, the reason is the bubbles appeared. Keep Whatever keep jumping say, around. Just show me more parkour." Just show me more parkour. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. I like make this. Like, make like crisscross. Just keep jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like when it comes to the plot, it, th- there was nothing here for me. But man, was I loving this movie and enjoying it still at the same time. You know, like it's, 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 a, it's a cool movie. It's yeah. a cool laid back movie. Like for if. Sure. I could, I would possibly give this like a 3.8, but you know, I don't think it gets to that four. So I had to stick with a 3.5. You could do that if you want. Like, have, have, have we never done that before? I think we've I don't done think that we've before. always stuck to the point fives. Uh, the point fives or the point oh's. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you want to make that jump, you can. I nope, ain't stop I'm not you. saying that. Pre- I don't want to start thinking into this anymore on these episodes of, you know, I don't know, man. This is a 3.754. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So All it right. stays at a 3.5, but it, it's it's a little bit higher than that, but it's not quite a 4 to me. You know, it's if the plot was there, this could have easily been a 4. Okay. So I think it goes without saying, Bell wins out here. Yeah, Bell wins out on here for being a better overall movie. Uh, but if I had to put something on to just kind of turn my brain off and watch, I'd throw Bubble on again in a heartbeat. That It was just a fun movie to watch. Uh, I want a hypercut of this movie, of just the parkour scenes, and that might be a 5 out of 5 movie. <laughs> I'll be honest. Mm. So this is an anime version of Avatar, pretty much. Uh, like we were talking about in the last episode, it's just it's just beautiful to look at, but don't yeah. pay attention to the plot. Yeah, there's there's no plot here. Just there's nothing going on between the ears. Just just watch. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, got any films you watched lately? Uh, uh. So aside from these, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I've kind of watched recently. Uh, mostly been just catching up on TV shows. Uh, Barry, Better Call Saul. Uh, we have. I'm trying to remember what else there is going right now. But there's just so many move or TV shows that are coming up now. Atlanta. That's the other one. That still, I still gotta watch it, man. I still gotta watch Atlanta and Saul. Oh man, we there. There's just. I hate that this happens because there's always like this giant drawn like shows like nothing on tv to watch and now we have like three of my favorite shows all going simultaneously and i'm just like oh my god okay so i'm gonna watch barry on sundays and then better call Saul's on monday and then on thursday i catch atlanta and you know i think it's the opposite i think there's just so many good stuff out to the point where it's just it's overload 
one day when we're older and we have time on our hands, we're going to have the time of our lives just being couch potatoes, watching all this stuff that we missed. We may like, finally finish our Netflix cues. <laughs> like, oh, look, there's Fear the Walking Dead. I remember that show. Let me start to some episode one. Yeah. <laughs> and just go on a whole journey. Um, yeah, man. But I know I got to I gotta get back in Atlanta and Saul. I was going to watch Atlanta and Saul as they were coming on TV week by week. But I just it just got away from me. It just got away from me, man. Uh, it's hard these days, man. I want to say Atlanta only has one or two more episodes this season. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to binge through that one soon. Um, hey, I wouldn't mind it. You yeah. know, binging is always cool, but that can be kind of a time consumer, too. Uh, I wouldn't mind binging through the first half of Saw because, like, and I hate it when they do that, man. I Listen, the, the, listen, the creators of Saw... I know they have the best intentions, but I hate it when AMC goes, we're going to split this last season in half. But like, in terms of splitting a season in half, this one isn't that bad. It's like a two month split. Uh, if it even oh, is that. Okay. I thought it was going to be like the, like the split that breaking bad had like, man, that was too long of a time. No. Um, yeah, the last episode before the split premieres on May 23rd, and then the next episode comes on July 11th. So it's literally a month and a half of a wait, oh. basically. Yeah, but why? Um, My guess is it just has to do with scheduling for getting those last couple episodes finished up filming-wise and like production-wise uh, in order to make it so they could start pushing them series out sooner they kind of put this split in there to give people more time to finish those last couple episodes but then again wouldn't you say film all that beforehand and edit all that beforehand for you ship it all out well the problem is then we have a longer wait because imagine if the series didn't start until basically the end of may you know now we had a series where like instead of having a blank space in amc because right now the walking dead is on hiatus until the next season and stuff um right now a lot of their other stuff so like in april there was nothing going on with amc and you can't have an entire month or two months where you don't have a single new show really going that's like a big draw for people so this way they get to go April through May. We have Better Call Saul. And then something's probably going to start in June. And then July, we have Better Call Saul continuing. So it okay. kind of lets them fill in you're some of the dead sense. air space. You're making some sense here. You're making some sense. Um, because I was going to say, well, look, dude, Atlanta was gone for two years. But FX always has something on. Yeah, FX so. always has a show going. You know, it, if it's not, it's always sunny. It's something else going. It's they have something to draw people in to watch once a week at least. I, I keep forgetting that AMC used to run movies. Like yeah. that used to be a movie channel. Yeah, they really. Um, I think Breaking Bad kind of killed that for them. Because then they started investing more in their own original programming and nothing got that high of Breaking Bad for a while. Technically, oh yeah, Breaking Bad was the first show. I keep thinking Mad Men was, but Breaking Bad came before Mad Men, right? Uh, technically speaking, I think so. Yeah, I think Breaking Bad was the first original show and Mad Men was not that long after. Um, 
I am going to pull it up and see for sure. Because I remember uh, the first day they, they they promoted it. I was uh, not promoted it. They, uh, they advertised it. I was like, oh, man, that's how from Malcolm in the Middle, you know, and I think it, I think it was billed AMC's first original series. Mad Men was before Breaking Bad by a year. So Mad Men was wow. 2007. Breaking Bad was 2008. Wow. Uh, Mad Men did finish later, though. Mad Men went 2007 to 2015. Yeah, Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. was 2008 to 2013. They had a lot of seasons, Mad Men. I think they had like seven. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I stand corrected. Uh, but I think Breaking Bad was the first one to like gain traction outside of just, you know, mm. Mad Men probably pulled in a lot of movie fans that were already watching AMC. Breaking Bad was a show that pulled in a lot of people that normally weren't watching AMC. Right. And then you had The Walking Dead, which became they, the, yep. the main moneymaker. Right. Yeah. And okay, then The Walking right, Dead friend. started to die. Then they brought in uh, Better Call Saul. Um, you know, so. You know what, man? It's always it's always kind of touchy with the whole spinoff thing. You know, there have been some great ones. There's been Frasier. You know, mm-hmm. there's been uh, The Simpsons, uh, technically. What's that? The Tracy Ullman show? Yeah, the Tracy Ullman show. Right, right, right. The Simpsons. Uh, did I keep forgetting? I, I, I keep forgetting that was a sketch on that show. Yeah. It, the Simpsons is the most successful spinoff of all time. <laughs> I, you know what? It probably is. It honestly probably is. Um, but for every Frasier and uh simpsons you also get like you know a cleveland show Mm -hmm. uh which you know by the time it starts to gain its traction it's too late and it gets canceled uh you know you get some other shows too that don't fall so well um but i love that better call saw is like um its own entity Uh, oh yeah not only um, that but i honestly i i know that this used to be like a uh strange opinion but it's starting to become more of a popular thing of don't better say call it. Saul is better than breaking bad <laughs> say it don't say it don't say it man. it is though i'm sorry it, 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 it is it's a it's a uh, listen i haven't watched the new season yet but going off what i've seen up into this new season it's a very great show um i like how it leans more into character than drama mm-hmm. uh that's a strong suit whereas breaking bad lean more into drama than character uh but I don't know, man. Breaking Bad was just every single episode hit. Saul took me a while. It So Saul did have a first couple episodes that were a little bit iffy, but so did yeah. Breaking Bad. Uh, Saul, I think, it, it pulled some better episodes, I think. Like, there's more... You know what? No, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say there's more memorable moments in, Breaking, or in Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad. Every episode... In my opinion, this this may be the fanboy talking. Almost every episode <laughs> in Breaking Bad season one hits. Almost every episode, and from then on, it's just smooth sailing. Yeah, Breaking Bad season one. I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you slightly there. That it's, most of it's it. a rough ride. Season one, you know, but season two onward, it it caught its you know train tracks and it just went. It, there were right. no breaks on that train. It was just going was into sm- wherever it was, it was going. Smooth sailing. Yeah. Smooth sailing. Um, but yeah, 
yeah, but Better Call Saul season one was a little iffy too. I was like, I like Bob Odenkirk. I like Saul. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I like this new Kim girl, Kim Wexler girl they're bringing in. Let me see where this goes. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I kind of had Saul took me a minute to to dig in. Plus, they brought Mike back and then Gus later came back. So I said, let me let me see where this is going. Yeah, The Salamancas, um, you know, there, there's a lot right. more background detail that you can appreciate in Breaking Bad more because you have a better understanding of who these characters were prior to the events of Breaking Bad. You know what I kind of want to see, but I, I'm, I'm OK if they never do it and leave him in mystery. Dude, I think I kind of want a Gus spinoff, man. I think there's enough of him in Better Call Saul that we don't need a Gus spinoff. Like, what would they do? Uh, Talk about what happened. Um, You know, when my man from from Scarface said to him, like, I know what happened in such and such. I don't know if he said Cuba or where he came from in in Breaking Bad, the flashback where he was like, I know what you did in in Chile. Or like, I I heard about you in Chile. I want to know what happened in Chile. I'm like, show me young Gus Fring in Chile. Mm, I don't know. I think we got enough of like his coming up to where he is in Better Call Saul to seeing him as the kingpin in Breaking Bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll we'll see. Uh, I think they might give Kim her own show if she stays alive. Uh, that's if she stays alive. <laughs> right. But uh, House of the Dragon, what you think? Excited? Not excited? Um, I'm kind of if listen, man, dude, I I loved Game of Thrones, but that final season, I wanted to root for it so much, but it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, man, I, I'm in the same. It's y'all could have did I'm that gonna better. Watch it. I'm gonna watch it, but right. if you know, there's a good chance that I'm going to forget about it for a bit. And then somebody's going to go, oh, hey, the season finale of, uh, you know, House of the Dragon is on tonight. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a show, isn't it? <laughs> right, right. I think I'm going to check. I'm going to check it out, man. But it's like I, I got so much withdrawal from that last season. I was like. It was shot. It was shot. Well, good action sequences, but man, too short. Everything's so rushed. I'm like, Egh. yeah, it's. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, this one has a different director behind it. It's not the uh, I can't I remember thought, what their names are. I thought Miguel Sapanik, who was like directing this new series, I thought he directed quite a few episodes on Game of Thrones. You mean not the not the same showrunners? Yeah, not the same showrunners. I mean, it's not the okay. uh, showrunners that did Game of Thrones. In again, I wouldn't mind that. I just don't want them to rush that like they did that last season. I still think it's hilarious that they rushed that one out because they were given a Star Wars and then Disney later went, we're going to take away your Star Wars. <laughs> right. But they yeah. are coming with um, a new series, The Three Body Problem on Netflix, which is based off what I hear are some very solid uh, science fiction novels. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that is. I, I just kind of... I find their whole situation hilarious where, you know, they, they were practically married to the hottest woman alive. And then they were like, no, 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 no. We got to get divorced. I just found this other girl that's way hotter than you. And then got the divorce, went over to her and she's like, oh, no, no, I, I met someone else. I'm sorry. We're, we're not a thing anymore. 
and then just Netflix came up is the girl crawling out of a dumpster and went, I'm still single. And they were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then they left a child behind called Confederate. Right. Uh, and then the child is like, I want to get emancipated. And then right. the child just like never like, like, like gets connected to them again and gets like thrown away in the ocean somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was just so bizarre. Yeah. Their, their situation is just, it, as that was happening and everything like that, I remember when Game of Thrones ended and all of a sudden everybody was like, yeah, these guys are going to do a Star Wars. Wait, nope, nope, they're not going to do a Star Wars. They got to deal with Netflix that they're saying is better. And it's like, nah, that's nothing you could have gotten was better than a Star Wars. You know, at you- that time, Star Wars was the peak of being like told you could do a Star Wars was like the thing. Right. Ryan Ryan Johnson made it to a different echelon when he got the last Jedi. That, right. That's what happened. Um, but what I was asking was, um, do you know what happened behind the scenes? Like, do you think that uh, Lucasfilm or whoever's running it now would be like, man, there's going to be so much GOT hate coming to this film. Do we really want to do this with these guys? I'm willing to like, bet that they saw them as a risk at that point. Uh, especially considering this was after the whole Rian Johnson thing with The Last Jedi, and then they were trying to get things back on track with uh, the, uh, what was the last one? The Sky, the... Rise of the Skywalker. Sky, Rise of the Skywalker. So it was during that time where they were like, we're losing fans. Uh, meanwhile, they were just, you know, you had uh, Dave, you know, running up to them going, I want to make a Star Wars show. And Disney's like, go away. Just fine. Make your Star Wars show. We're trying to find a way to fix the movie. He's like, I'm going to put Baby Yoda in it. And they're just like, whatever. Just go away. We're trying Dave, to fix Star Wars. You mean John Favreau? Um, well, John Favreau and Dave was uh, a part of that, wasn't he? For Mandalorian? You're saying Dave as if I should know who you're talking about. What's his I, last name? I'm trying to remember what his last name is. Because um, I know there's a guy that wrote it that knows so much about Star Wars that, you know, he the, he was the best person to take over the show. Or he was the best person to be behind the uh, show. Dave Filioni. Okay. I, yeah. I think that's. I think I heard that name before. Yeah, he's okay. he basically did uh, Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, all the like animated kind of like Star Wars TV shows and stuff. Right, gotcha. So okay, um, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I I actually would have been interested to see what that film would have been, dog. Like, I, would, I, actually, I hope that they got to the point where they started writing a script and that script leaks because I want to see what it is that they had planned for their Star Wars trilogy. I want to see what you abandoned GRM for. Right. I want to see what this is. Yeah, I want to know. How far you got into writing your trilogy? Because they were given a trilogy at one point, right. if you remember that. So it, you don't just go, oh, yeah, we're going to hand you a trilogy and then take it away from somebody without there being something in the background going, we don't trust you doing this anymore. Yeah, because, you know, it's, part of me is like, if if you could do coulda, woulda, shouldas, like that stupid Confederate plot, um, mm. If they finish off Game of Thrones with a nice 13-episode order, they stretch out the story well, take Game of Thrones home, same ending, but it has a great build-up to the ending. Uh, all right, ready to start Star Wars. You you think everything just goes smoothly? 
I, I have a feeling that it would have gone a lot more smoothly because first off, this would have been after uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, which mm-hmm. still was a little bit mixed. It was more on the positive side than The Last Jedi, but it was still mixed really? around fans. Oh, I thought, well, I guess that was just my personal experience. I thought it was more negative. Oh, it, it was with general Star Wars fans. It was a more positive thing. Um, with, with you, you probably saw more of the movie, you know, critics and everything going, what the hell? They played this way too safe. What, what was this going? That's more negative. I didn't think it was safe. I thought it was like, uh, yeah, uh, screw last Jedi and everything that happened in that were, uh, that never happened. We're making our own two movies in one movie. <laughs> right. We, we're going we're gonna to reverse everything that happened, which yeah. I thought was so, so mixed. Yeah. But, generally uh, with fans, uh, they enjoyed Rise of Skywalker more than The Last Jedi. Did you? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I will say that straight up. Uh, no. <laughs> Okay. That, right. that movie well, guess... was on, you know, speed going through its own trilogy of movies in, you know, an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah, that movie was trash to me, man. I really tried to like it too, but it, I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't hit me as like like Last Jedi hit me. Um, there were parts of yeah. it I liked, but yeah, it just it it was trying to pick up where Last Jedi left off without mentioning the Last Jedi. For sure. Listen, man, like I said, some spinoffs work, some don't, you know, uh, it, it all it all matters, like what what history says about the, the movie or, or whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to bring to fruition. But um, House of the Dragon, I'm gonna check it out. What you think about the newest uh, Lord of the Rings that's coming out? Uh, oh, the one from Amazon? Yeah. Uh, was there something new shown for that? Because I missed that then. I think they showed a trailer. I don't know about during Super Bowl. But they did show a, a longer trailer for it at some point. Okay, I remember the trailer that was the there was no CG in it. It was all practical effects of like the lava going through to like mold the ring and everything. Oh no, they show they show something else beyond that by now. Okay, that was the last yeah. thing I saw for it. I'm gonna have to look up the new trailer then. I know it's their most expensive show, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The, the two hundred fifty million. Is what they paid for it. Uh, Yeah, they paid for the rights of it for $250 That was just the rights to use the name, more or less. Mm. Okay, okay. There's got to be something on here for the amount that they paid per episode, too. and We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Batman 2 coming. Uh, I want to say we mentioned that. Didn't we mention that before in a past episode? We probably did. I think I was, so. I was, debating, I was debating if we did mention it. Okay, we mentioned that. All right. Uh, we mentioned Godzilla versus Kong 2. Two. Uh, is it an official Godzilla versus Kong 2? Or I thought it was just a new Godzilla movie that still takes place in that universe. Oh, I thought I heard Godzilla versus Kong 2 again. Oh, maybe uh, there is something. You seeing Bullet Train? Uh, absolutely. That movie looks exciting. I, I want to see that one. Mm. Okay. It looks interesting. It looks like stupid fun and I'm all for it. I got you. I'm really excited. I want to see men with Jesse Buckley, the new a 24 movie. 
Uh, it's not ringing a f- bell on that one. I think you know it if you saw the trailer. Uh, I don't know about that other movie they're doing, the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies one. That doesn't look that interesting to me. Oh, I know when you're talking. Okay, yeah. I, I just looked at the poster for it and immediately, yeah, I remember that one. That one comes out in like a week, doesn't it? Yeah. That, that's like my man. Uh, that's from my man who made Devs, which is, dude, I think that show doesn't get enough love. It doesn't. That's one that's uh, that prior to you mentioning it to me. I hadn't even heard of it. Which I got shocked by. I'm like, Brad doesn't know about Devs? Yeah. That one, I, I I absolutely love that one. Yeah, I remember this. I definitely want to see this one. I forgot that was even coming up. Yeah, yeah I, we're in a weird point where like movies are just kind of popping up, and then I'm going, oh, yeah, that's a thing. I need to go see that. I forgot that Black Phone didn't come out with Ethan Hawke, that horror movie. I thought that already came out. Then I yeah. found out it got delayed. Well, we also had the extended uh, preview for uh, Top Gun Maverick in front of Doctor Strange. And I was like, oh, yeah, that still hasn't come out, hasn't it? I've been every time I go to the movies, I keep getting reminded of Top Gun. Like, remember, (laughs) Top Gun 2 is coming. Hey, hey, remember, it's it's coming. It's it's a new one. I swear it's it's going to come out. I'm like, okay, when? Like, you know, you keep pushing the dates. Um, dude, funniest thing, dog. When we were watching the movie, my wife and I were waiting. It was like, all right, we, we know the Nicole Kidman thing is going to come. Oh, yeah. We know we make movies better. When it didn't come up, we high five like, yes! Like, no, Nicole Kidman. You were in a theater and it didn't play? <laughs> yes, it did not play. How it did you get so you? lucky? Yeah. And Doctor Strange? Yeah, I had to sit through that bullshit again. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, was it was it the shortened one where she's just walking into the theater? or she No, it was the outside? long one where she starts outside and she walks into the puddle. And then it starts monologuing of, here at AMC, we make movies better. Because here, your heroes on the screen are your heroes in real life. And I just, just shut up. Just let me watch my movie, please. Just uh, stop. I, I, oh, wow. No, go away, please. You know what's funny, man? The one movie I saw with her in it, The Northman, they didn't show that beforehand. Really? Every other, <laughs> every other movie they showed her walking into the theater saying, because we need that. All of us. <laughs> you know, I want to say like that. almost every movie I've seen, I that's come up. Um, you know what? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a showing that I went to where it didn't come up. But in my head, I still watched it before the movie started. <laughs> I'm surprised they showed it before Strange. Were you in Dolby? I was in Dolby. I was in Dolby. They did not show Nicole Kidman. I, I think your uh, movie theater screwed up. <laughs> they accidentally uh, cut that scene out of the trailers. Oh, wow. They didn't show it for me. They went straight into the Dolby intro and then they went into the movie. Yeah. Um, but all right, man. I think that's a good place to cut it. Good place to cut it off at. All right, y'all. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I think we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Where else are we at? Uh, Spotify, Amazon. It, search double feature versus you'll probably find us there you go all right y'all take care <laughs>